This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm, so, like, I'm sure your contract situation must be, like, dresser in banner, like, Ronan, what's going on? You're <laughs> signing, you're staying. You're, what have yeah. the players like, been like that with you? Yeah, to be fair, all the lads, like, we all have banter. We all get along. We've got a good group of lads there, and we always have banter and stuff. Yeah, we... We joke around all the time about it and they do say to me, what's the story? What are you doing? You going? You staying? <laughs> or what's the mm. story? So, yeah. So, like, right now we're recording this on Tuesday the 17th of January. Come the 1st of Feb, in your humble opinion, do you think you're still a Portsmouth player? Hello listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Beautiful Game Podcast. I'm with, you know, the main man. <laughs> I don't even need to introduce him anymore, but I'm with Dej. What are you saying, bro? I'm good, my bro. Looking forward to this one as usual. How are you doing, my bro? I'm well, man. Obviously, we said in 2023 we're going to be putting in the work, so we're promising, you know, consistent content this year. Before we introduce our special guest, I just want to plug our socials. Follow us on TikTok at TBGPod. On Instagram at pod underscore TBG, on Twitter at podcast underscore TBG. Like the video and also leave a comment and subscribe because that's what helps the channel grow. We're delighted to announce we're joined in the studio with Ronan Curtis. How are we doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the platform. Yeah, we're good, bro. Like, this has been a long time in coming. Obviously, we've been speaking to your people for you know a couple of years about getting to getting you on the podcast and i think now's the perfect time of everything that's happening so love for coming on bro no no worries bro no worries all good so yeah man talk to us about let's say about this season how you feeling physically mentally yeah obviously going into the season on a massive high obviously got great players um know what is expected of us a uh, big massive club want to get promoted and that been at the club five years now longest servant so yeah it was 
big expectations on myself, to be fair, being the longest servant and that. So um, yeah, it was just about getting, trying to get, trying to get be up there at the top of the table and that, and try and fight for first and second place really. But this season ain't gone too good at the minute. Um, obviously lost our manager not too long ago as well. Um, but yeah, we're just, we're just in a bad moment at the minute and hopefully we can turn that around. So how has it been for you sort of individually? Because I know at the beginning of the season, you're being linked with moves. I think Hibernian were being linked, Preston North End, Blackburn, stuff like that. So how was that for you mentally coming into the new season? Yeah, obviously I'm a, I'm a confident player. Uh, I wear it on my shoulders. So um, I'm not too bothered about that. Don't feel pressure in that with we've seen that in the in the limelight in the papers and stuff like that and social media so i grow off that but um this season we ain't been at our best not, none of the none of the players have been but um we we take that um we we hold that on our shoulders and we have to deal with that ourselves um but yeah we can only bounce back now and we're trying to get try and get that first win and go from there so how is it being like the longest serving player? Because I don't think we've spoken to anyone that's actually been at the club for the longest. So is there like a sort of pressure or you're the man that everyone goes to for advice? Like what kind of responsibilities do yeah, you have to take? It's 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 tough. Um probably one of the younger ones in the squad, twenty six, and I've been there the longest out of everyone. So it's it's quite it's quite mental. But I enjoy it to be fair. I love the city. Love everything about the club. My missus is from there. Her family's from there. My baby was born there, so I got I got to love the city. So yeah, I I do love it, but it does get tough at times because the fans and when you're not going too well, twenty thousand fans you get a week screaming abuse at you. But they they're entitled to it at the minute because we're in a bad run. But hopefully we can turn that around. Yeah, because when I look at your statistics from this season and I compare it to the last, you know, three, four years, it's like chalk and cheese. So, like, what sort of happened to you? Because I've been seeing that you're in and out of the side, you're coming in off the bench, you're not starting like you were in the previous season. So, what do you put that down to? Fair, I, I, I don't have a clue, to be honest. Um, like I said, I'm used to getting 23, 24, 25 goal contributions every mm -hmm. season. Kenny Jacket brought me over here. Uh, from Ireland and just thrived off it since I come here um, scoring assisting playing well and then Danny come in took over no offence to Danny but I didn't really play much under him so did you have some positions. did you have like a personal relationship with him because obviously we speak to loads of players and their main gripe in football is sort of not being told why they're not playing yeah. like some managers can give them the cold shoulder and say yeah, you're just on the bench. But others say, listen, this is how I want my team to play. I like my wide men to do this. I like my striker to do this. So have you had any sort of conversation like that with Danny? No, not really. Um, he would pull you the odd time and tell you why. But it was he's the manager at the end of the day. He picks the team. And if, if they go out and win fair play, he's done the right thing. But uh, at times he would pull me and, and say what, what it was, why he was benching me or why he was resting me. But... No, it's, it's it's up to him. It's his job who to pick and hopefully they win the game. So where would you say your game is at the moment? Because when I think of you, I think of like Portsmouth's franchise player. Every time last season, you look at the video printer on Sky Sports <laughs> News, Ronan Curtis, banging in a goal. Yeah. You get what I mean? So 
in terms of your personal game at the moment, where do you see it? Obviously, I look at myself before I look at any other player that I'm playing with. And it hasn't been the greatest this season. Personally, me as well, we haven't been that great. Um, uh, due to confidence as well, getting played out of position, getting played on the right, playing up top, playing as left eight, right eight, in the middle. A natural position is left winger. And if you play me there, you know what you're getting consistently. And you play me 90 minutes or play me most games, you'll get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I watch you, you're confident, lad, the celebrations, <laughs> like you're what fans love to see in football, personality, you know, yeah. some people say personality is gone out of football, players are like robots. But when I see you, I see a human being, I see someone that can connect with communities and stuff like that. So what do you think you could do to maybe like improve your chances of playing more regularly? Just keep working hard in training. Uh, that's the main thing in football, isn't it? Working hard, dedicating yourself on and off the pitch, uh, being a good teammate. And yeah, that's, that's what I would say, really. It's mad because like we speak to like so many pros, you know, and sometimes when there's a bit of like politics in the background, when the contract is coming to an end or, you know, there's six months to go, 12 months to go on your contract, almost like they're like, you know what? let's try and make it hard for this particular player. Has that happened at Portsmouth or has everything been, been fine? No, at times uh, it, has, it has happened. Uh, you, have, you have your little doubts and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I ain't really played much. Uh, obviously, I'm coming towards the end of my uh, contract at Portsmouth. Don't know what the story is. Uh, looking for clarification on that. But we'll soon see if they want to keep me or they want to sell me in this window or not or wait till I'm going a free but we'll soon see so haven't you had any sort of conversation because six months left like the clock is ticking you know like you can potentially I think discuss with clubs abroad or something like that so like haven't they sort of made it clear to you that Ronan you know what we received this offer we're considering it if it comes in you can leave or Ronan we want to sign you on to a new long term deal has there no, there ain't been no communication at the minute. Probably it's because of we ain't got a manager at the minute. That's probably why there hasn't been no talks. But normally we'd, they'd probably talk about it at January, February, March time. Probably try and sit you down and talk about it. But we'll soon see when that time comes. I'm just focusing on the football side of it. I'll let, that, let the agent deal with that side of it, all the paperwork. So, yeah, all we got to focus on is in, in the game. So in terms of what you want and when a position in football now where players get what they want in your heart of hearts do you still want to be a Portsmouth player or do you feel that not that I've done my time but I need a new environment because sometimes the milk can go stale yeah and in terms of development you might think "Mm, I need a new environment to unlock some potential within me like where do you stand to be fair um just depends, really. Like, like I said, my my other half is from Portsmouth. She's she's lived here. Uh, she loves it here. I love it here. To be fair, if if a new manager comes in and decided to give me a new contract on such and such, whatever he wanted to give me, and he was the right manager for me, then that that could possibly change. But I've been here five years. Done all I can for the club. Like longest servant, highest goal scorer of all time now. So. Like, there's, there's only so much a player can do for you and 
it's a pity we couldn't get this club promoted because it is a very good club and we'll just soon see what happens. And what, do, what does the club mean to you, like from a personal standpoint? Oh, it's massive. Uh, like I said, Kenny brought me over, like 20,000 fans a week screaming your name. Uh, it's a lovely city. Uh, the people's lovely. It means so much to them, the club. So you, you can only just take one look at it and see uh, what it means to them people. And in terms of like when the fans, maybe let's say results ain't going your way and the fans start getting onto your back, because I think we spoke to Isaac Hayden in the Steve Bruce Newcastle era, and he was like, look, at a point, <laughs> it became toxic. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really difficult. It, it does get toxic. It does get toxic at times. Like, yeah, But sometimes just, players say that, just ignore it. Like, yeah. is, that, is that a thing? Or yeah. is it? No, it's, t- it's tough to ignore it. Like, okay. It is really tough to ignore it. Um, when you have people screaming abuse at your personal things as well, it's not great. But um, you just got to let it brush underneath the carpet sometimes because... Mm. At the end of the day, they've, they've, they've paid to come and watch their club win, try and satisfy them. So, yes, yeah, it's, um, it's a tough one. Yeah, so in terms of you being the longest-serving player at the club at the moment, what would you like your sort of legacy at Portsmouth to be? Like, when people think of Ronan Curtis, what sort of memories do you want them to, to come up with? Just probably, hopefully I've been a good servant to the club, really, over the years, uh, all the goals all the assists and the things outside of football I've done for them, like with fans, going around people's houses for kids that are sick or kids that need anything, do you know what I mean? Because kids is the main thing for me. I've I've got 11 siblings, so like, I'm a family man. Yeah, because I've actually like spoken to a few people in the game and they're like, Ronan, he loves giving back to the community, giving back to the local fans. So what does that mean to you? Why do you do it? Oh, it's, like, I grew up on a council estate in South London, Croydon, so mm. I know what it's like. Like, <laughs> these kids out here, they grow up, they look they mm. look at their heroes and stuff, and mm. they think I'm their hero and stuff. So it's, it's lovely to see and just giving back, like saying hello or sending a happy birthday message on your phone. It just makes their day. And them small little details mean the world to them kids. No, that's fair play because I know a lot of footballers do a lot of stuff and it doesn't get publicised because they don't want it to get publicised. And I think you're another example of that. So in terms of this season, obviously we're in January now. Has there been any sort of offers for your services from like championship clubs abroad? Do you know, have you been kept in the loop with that? To be fair, just in the season, I don't think about that. I let my agent deal with that side and if he... If he has anything, he'll come to me and he'll say to me or he'll ring up the clubs or talk to Portsmouth and stuff like that. But my mind's focused on, on the football side of it. I just try and dedicate myself to the football side of it and try and score as many goals and assists that I can for the team. Mm, because I remember over the past sort of like couple of years in the transfer windows, I always see your name, Ronan Curtis, <laughs> Hull, Derby, Cardiff, Blackburn, yeah. Swansea. So is this paper talk or... Has there been approaches to the club where the club has said, listen, Ronan, we received X and X bid for your services, but we rejected it. It's too low. We're looking for... Has there been that sort yeah, of Yeah, there has been over the years. There's been links for me going away, like you just said, to other clubs. They've all been there. Um, they've rang up inquiries for, on the club and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's been there. What's your targets for the rest of the season? Hopefully not get relegated. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Yeah, no, just to... Um, 
to score as many goals and assists mm. for the team and try and push us up to the playoffs. That's the only thing we can achieve. So do you like set targets before the season? Like this season, I want to better last season. Yeah. Like is that is that what you do? Or it's yeah, just every, more about playing well. Every attacking player will probably tell you they'll they'll all set their own goals for the season at the start of the season. Um, mine's ain't worked out this year for numerous reasons, but for the remaining of the season, I'd probably hope to get 10, 11. Because mm, I think a few years ago, Portsmouth got taken over by, I think it was the CEO of Disney. Yeah. You know, wealthy man. So, like, have you seen sort of any changes in the infrastructure of the club, of them trying to, like, grow and get up the leagues? Yeah. He, um, Eric and his dad come in when I come in that, that first season five years ago. I think it was 2018-19 season. Talking about a five-year plan to um, upgrade the facilities. And to be fair, it's, it's, it's looking all right. We've got new at the training ground. They've just bought that all over. It's called Pompey Health Centre now. Um, the kitchen, they've they've ripped that all out, done it all up, so it's nice for the for the boys eating their breakfast and lunch and training and stuff. Um, new changing rooms as well. Lockers where you put all your stuff away and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's looking on the up. It's, it's only going to get better. Mm, so take us for a day at Portsmouth, like, because we speak to footballers and it's just our Saturday, three o'clock kickoff, 5.30 kickoff. And we just see them and that's it. We don't see them until the next game. So in terms of you waking up in the morning, what is your sort of process from your your house all the way to the end of training? Yeah, so probably get up about eight o'clock, little man now, screaming the house down. <laughs> so we've got to feed the him. Little so landlord, yeah. yeah. Little man, getting nuts. So yeah, don't really get a lion no more. But um, yeah, get up, probably chill out with the family for a little bit get ready, drive to the training ground, probably have some breakfast with the lads, have a little smoothie and that, have a chat, get changed, play a bit of probably table tennis and stuff like that, Just a bit of messing around with the lads, get some mobs off the dock and physios and then do my pre-act and then we're out. Have a little meeting maybe sometimes if it's depending on the, what day of the week it is, Thursday, Friday, going into a game on a Saturday, we'll have a meeting on the opposition. Okay, so after that, when you get home and then gaming or <laughs> yeah, box sets or... Yeah, you can say that. Uh, I like a bit of COD, play a bit of COD, yeah. yeah, on the poga. So yeah, play that. Sometimes chill out, watch films with the missus and bath time with a baby and stuff like that. So yeah. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so obviously you're 26 now. So it's like you're coming into your prime years. Like what do you want the future to like look for you? Yeah, obviously, just want the best for my for my family, uh, my kids, and um, I just want people to remember my name, like the big names, mm. Harry Kane's, you know what I mean, all them boys. So mm. hopefully, just do as good as I can, and hopefully, play in the Prem one day. Uh, that's that's my goal. Um, so yeah. If you had to describe your sort of game. Um, in a few words, like what would you say you are in terms of how you played, your style of play? Yeah, uh, finisher, just cutting in on my right, banging it in. That's me. <laughs> you look at most of my goals, 
That's just me. <laughs> so is there anyone that you watched when you were younger? You're like, yeah, that's who I model yeah. my game on. Just cutting in and just licking it off. Well, yeah. Like a right-footed Robin. That's yeah. what Robin used to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hero probably growing up was CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo. Like, yeah. The things oh, he'd done. Like, yeah, just cutting like, in. Just yeah, just absolutely annihilating defenders, <laughs> like taking the piss out of them. So yeah, he was my hero growing up watching him. Man, you've also played for Ireland. I know you haven't been maybe called up for a while, so what's your views on that? Do you understand why you've not been called up or have you had conversations with the, I think it's Steve, Stephen Kenny, yeah, I believe yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Has, yeah, has he spoken to you about why you've not been, been in the fold? Yeah, no. Nah, um, I know Stephen Kenny from a long, long time ago when I was in the League of Ireland playing back home in Ireland. He was the manager at Derry when I was just coming through, uh, so I know him really well. But um, yeah, he spoke. We spoke a few times. Obviously, I haven't been called up in a while. Um, probably only League One player not to be called up. Obviously, he's got other players to pick from in the Championship and Premier League, obviously. So they're going to look at them players first because they're in a better league. But I understand it. And hopefully, if I get to the Championship or wherever we go, I'll be back up there. Mm, because you mentioned you were at Derry, and I know there was a situation where you could have went to Ustersunds, yeah, but he didn't agree personal terms. And if I'm correct, Graham Potter might have been the manager there. Yeah, Graham Potter was the manager at the time, yeah. So did you speak to him? Yeah, no, me and Graham spoke. Yeah, he came to the hotel. We, um, Me and my mum and dad flew out there, looked at the club, took me around the training facilities and stuff like that, stadium. And it was nice. And it was just down to personal terms at the end of it, yeah. Okay, so how was Graham? Like, could you see at that moment there where he was gonna go on to manage like a big team? Was he? Yeah, no, it was crazy looking at him now compared to back then. Um, <laughs> he's had a mad glow up, isn't yeah, he? <laughs> mental, he's had a crazy, crazy career he's had. But fair play to him, he's done really, really well. So yeah, it was it was quite surreal to to be a part of that. Obviously, you mentioned being from South East London. I know people argue that Croydon is not... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Were they called like Kent or... Yeah, what, I don't know. Essex, what did they call Sussex it? or... I don't know. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah, yeah. but take us, take us back to Croydon when you were younger. Yeah, I was only, obviously... I was only little back then. Um, I think, what, six, seven when we left to go back to Ireland. Mum's Irish, Dad's English. Um, like I said, 11 siblings. And it was just... Yeah, it was crazy, really. Like growing up, eleven all in the same house. Yeah, eleven. That must yeah. have been carnage. That's a yeah. football team. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Well, you're the, you're the youngest, right? I'm the youngest. So was it one of those yeah. ones where everyone picks on you? Yeah, you know? literally. Yeah, <laughs> getting bullied. Yeah. yeah, all day, every day. Yeah. But what what sort of like what life lesson did that teach you? Obviously, being the youngest, having eleven other ten other siblings, should I say, like. Surely it must have shaped your character t for today, like yeah. the man you are today. Obviously, like, I don't think I'd be the man I am today if it wasn't for my family. Mm. Uh, the way I am around kids and stuff like that, I don't think I would be if I didn't have a big family. Mm. Um, but family's everything to me, do you know what I mean? Like, I've got, like I said, 11 siblings, loads of ne nieces and nephews and stuff. And growing up, like, was that tight, with that close, it's, it is it's really nice. I couldn't have it no other way. I'd probably probably say. So what would you say, your mummy's boy? Because I know mummy yeah. plays a role in your yeah, career. You know does. she's on Twitter, yep. messaging, play role and left wing. That's yeah. his best position. <laughs> you know, yeah, no, yeah. no, nah, nah, yeah. I probably probably say I'm mummy's boy. Yeah, she looks after me. She looked after me well. They're actually over at the minute. To be fair, they come over, so they're in Portsmouth at the minute. 
with my little man, my missus. But yeah, I'd probably say my mummy's boy, yeah. What, what does your mum mean to you, man? Like, oh. <laughs> everything? Ev- everything, <laughs> everything, mate, everything. Don't let her hear that, though. <laughs> she's probably going to watch this as yeah. well because she seems like very invested in your career. Like, she's oh, yeah, got yeah. an opinion and she voices it, you know. It's like a proper throwback to like Sunday League where your pair, where your dad said, ah, oh, you know what, this is his best position, yeah. talking to the manager and stuff like that. Literally, and the yeah. Portsmouth fans, you know, love her. Yeah, they buzz off her, to be fair. Um, she's always on Twitter talking to them all the time and giving them advice and stuff. So, yeah, she um, she loves it and they love her. And what's, what's your take on social media? Because, you know, we hear some managers ain't a fan, some players ain't fans because it's just all about trolling nowadays. Do yeah. you receive any sort of, like, abuse or do you only look at it when you get praise? Like, what's your relationship fair, with it? I don't, I don't really... I don't really go on it no more. I used to when I like when I first come here and it would rile me up and I'd I'd want to do something about it, but obviously couldn't. But now I just I let it go. Like I ain't got time for no drama. Like do you know what so I mean? So what about if you bang in a hat trick? Yeah, you not just have relax now. <laughs> well, won't your friends and stuff be sending you the like, oh, Ronan? No, no, this is what yeah. they're saying on Twitter, man. They're, yeah, they're calling yeah. you. Yeah, no, my family, big family. I always get sent it, so I, I know see. I know what's going on. So another thing I wanted to ask, you made like a good point about um, the Republic of Ireland manager sort of saying, or not saying, but there being players that are championship and Premier League that are ahead of you. So what does that make you feel? Like, oh, I need to get to the next level or I need that big move or I want to bring Pompey with me. Like what? what? Yeah, it's, it's quite tough, obviously. Um, I'd love to get promoted with Portsmouth because I'd class that as my home now. I've been there five years. Like I said, my missus and kids and that are from there. So... Yeah, I would love to get Portsmouth promoted and be in the champ with them instead of moving on. But if that's what's got to happen, that's what's got to happen at the end of the day. And Okay, uh, so you feel that it's probably tight. Obviously, I know Portsmouth are probably waiting for a new manager. Yeah. But you personally, you might feel it's time for a challenge to unlock the potential that you've got because you've shown it and you're just getting into your peak now. Like I would say 26, 27, 28 until 30, that's probably a player's peak when yeah. you go by normal averages. And you're sort of within that window. Yeah. Like you said, 26 now, coming 27 this March. So I'm reaching my peak years. Um, but it's mad because, like, sometimes you hear, like, ownership intervention. So it doesn't matter if there's a manager in the ownership are going to sit you down and say, listen, here's a contract in front of you. We want to keep you. We want to stay. So for me, like, it seems a bit strange because sometimes it comes from above the manager. Yeah. No, you're right. In a way, sometimes it does come from above the manager. Uh, chairman and the board and stuff like that and the sporting directors will pull you in but there's been no sign of anything like that so I just keep my head down so keep have you kind of been like disappointed because you are like a club legend yeah no I wouldn't say disappointed um, some players would be disappointed obviously but um, like I said I've been there five years I know what it's about I know what the club's like so it's it's no it's no stress mm, so like I'm sure your contract situation must be like dresser in banter, like Ronan, what's going on? You're yeah. saying you're staying. What have yeah. the players like, been like that with you? Yeah, to be fair, all the lads, like we all have banter, we all get along. We've got a good group of lads there and we always have banter and stuff. Yeah, we, we joke around all the time about it and they do say to me, what's the story? What are you doing? Are you going? Are you staying? <laughs> or what's the mm. story? So, yeah. So, like right now, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 17th of January. Come the 1st of Feb. In your humble opinion, do you think you're still a Portsmouth player? Yeah, I'll still be there. I think so, anyway. 
Okay, I've heard your your massive Arsenal support. Yeah. So yeah. talk to us about what the Gunners are doing this season. Are you confident that you can bring the title home? Hopefully, it's crazy <laughs> at the minute. So yeah, we're doing really really well, aren't we? Um, mm. It's good to see City dropping points as well at the weekend there. Arsenal beating Spurs as well. Massive massive rivalry, obviously. So hopefully we can bring it home this year. It'd be amazing for the boys. Mm, I think Emil Smith Rose from your neck of the woods yeah. as well, wouldn't it? So are you in yeah. contact with him or No, no, I'm not in contact with him, no. Um but he's I haven't seen him I've seen it seen him growing up, obviously back in the day, but Was he like the baller on the ends? Oh this yeah. guy, he's a joke kind <laughs> of thing. He's a joke, he is, yeah. He's, he's serious talent. Uh, obviously he ain't played in a while. He come off the bench the other day, but no, he's serious ball learning. Mm, and seeing him like being from a similar neck of the woods, you must be watching him thinking, "Wow, like this is the level I want to play at." Like yeah. when it's high stakes, yeah, highest level of football, sixty thousand punters in the stadium cheering you on. Like you must get a buzz of that. Yeah, can't be, can't get any better than that. Like if you're a football fan or you're a, you're a footballer, it's nothing better than that. Hearing twenty, thirty, forty thousand screaming your name. When you're winning anyway, so, yeah. <laughs> when it's the opposite, it must be yeah. yeah a bit but yeah, like I speak to loads of players that like, in the lower leagues, like League One, League Two, they're always telling me sort of like crazy stories about what's happening, like behind the scenes, like, <laughs> on the way days and yeah. stuff like that. Can you give us like a crazy story? It's what, a, it's a uh, tough one, but it's yeah. A yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah, it's like probably, things that happen like that yeah. probably shouldn't be happening. Yeah, that people won't believe. If you understand, <laughs> uh, in our team, there's not, there's probably nothing quite mad like that. You know, mm. it's probably yeah. I, I wouldn't say in my time being here, there's been nothing crazy really. Mm. Obviously, when you're on like team nights out and that it does get a bit <laughs> hectic and that's you know what I mean but other than that but on away games no it's n nothing too crazy and yeah you played what Tottenham the other week as yeah. well so like how was that going to their stadium that, yeah. Yeah. yeah it was amazing obviously beautiful stadium I just can't believe how big it is like mm. change rooms are huge like NFL and that they play mm. there as well yeah. so it's yeah I got a hat trick there as well yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we played in May and I got yeah. a hat trick there you no, know so he played in front yeah. of no fans so. <laughs> 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 me, me Son and Kane the only people that's got a hat trick <laughs> yeah. so I'll take hey, that take it innit <laughs> yeah can't beat that but no yeah it was it was it was really really good yeah to play there um, obviously would like to have more minutes but that's the way football goes. But um, yeah, it was really, really lovely stadium. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, you shared rooms with Declan Rice for Ireland? Yeah. From under 15 to under 21? Yeah. How was that? Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, me and Dex obviously played in the youth together at Ireland. We used to room together when we'd go away. Um, and look what he's gone on to do. Do you know what I mean? It's amazing. He's been linked with your yeah. club, Arsenal. Man, mm. isn't it? Have you Crazy. spoken to him about texting him? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I ain't even texting him, man. Oh, okay. I ain't even speaking to him for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, I might have to drop him a little message tonight, man. <laughs> well, so what do you think he will add to the Arsenal? Like, if they do, obviously, I'm not saying we're saying he's going to Arsenal, but if, if he goes to a club like Arsenal, what's he going to bring to the table? Because you've seen him from a very young age. Yeah, he's it's, it's just got a great talent about him isn't he like he breaks up the play he can drive forward he can mm. nick you an odd goal here and there and he's got that nasty side of him as well like <laughs> yeah. that aggressive side where he can smash someone and <laughs> get the crowd up as well yeah. so yeah he's he's very very good player and hopefully he's had a well you can't you can't yeah he's stocks yeah. going all the way he's up going people up, are talking he, about like, him as a hundred million pound player that's what i'm saying playing for england 
in controlling that midfield in the World Cup and the Euros just passed. So he's doing really, really well. Mm, when we think about the Premier League, that's like the lottery of football, the top players yeah. earning 150 grand a week, 300 grand you see in the press. But when you get down to like, I would say League One and stuff, yeah. obviously the wages aren't as absorbent and stuff like that. So as a player, is that coming into your thinking as well over your next contract? Like, listen, I'm doing this for my family. I need to make sure there's food on the table in the next 10, 15. I need to maximise my potential because we've seen when clubs want to get rid of players, they do it and they don't yeah. bat eyelid. So, like, does that come into your thinking at all? Like, yeah, listen, 100% it always comes into your thinking. Like, you get, what, max 10 to 12 years playing career, professional footballer. You need to look outside after to see like, right, this is, I don't, if you're not gonna work, then you need to stack stack your money up and mm. invest in the right things, whether it's houses or whatever you wanna do. So yeah, that's, that's what you gotta do. Mm. Last one from me in terms of on the field. Uh, if you had like a message to the Portsmouth fans, maybe this might be your last message, we don't know, we yeah. don't know. What would you have to say to them? I just say keep the faith. Like even though we're on this bad run, like no matter how good they are or how bad they can be at times, like we're we're always giving a hundred percent the players and we're not going out there not trying. But at the minute it's not working and just stay with us really. Talk to us about life outside of football. Yeah, it's great. Obviously, got a missus, got two kids, one little girl and a little boy. So little man's five months now, crazy, <laughs> keeping me up at night. But um, little girl's six, yeah. So yes, got got a great family. So can't complain. Mm, so you mentioned to us about like stacking your bread, investing, and stuff like that. So at the moment, I know like your team around you do like a three sixty service of where they help with investments and stuff like yeah. that. So have you started your road to that yet? Or yeah, no. Um, my family, my dad's like own South London building company. Like he's he done houses and stuff. So yeah, he's I'm in his ear and that. He's talking about <laughs> buying houses and stuff. Well, like getting that, it so. for the low low as well, yeah, getting it cheap. Yeah, <laughs> trying to get it sorted out. Yeah, so trying to get him on me on the side. So trying to tell him, but yeah, no, that's that's one thing I'd like to do. Yeah. So have you got any sort of other hobbies apart from football? Because I know when I speak to a lot of footballers, that like you'll find out that this person's into music, yeah. fashion, etc. Have you got yeah. any other? No, I love uh, me and a few of the boys. We go golfing that. Yeah, yeah, I do love a good golfing trip and stuff like that. So yeah, we're going to go. I think we're going away in the summer as well to Portugal for a little weekend golf trip as well. So. You invited Gareth Bell? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's joking. He's got one. He's got one out his back garden. <laughs> isn't he? Crazy. <laughs> crazy and in terms of like fashion are you into your fashion or you just keep it tracky and yeah, just keep just, it moving just keep it moving mate yeah literally <laughs> like, nothing too mad like yeah. all these styles and that these these professional footballers wear it's quite crazy oh, yeah. I couldn't see myself wearing that okay what do people come into training with like mad, mad gear yeah, yeah. <laughs> mad gear frying about but like, it's, it's, it's not what I want it's what all the other lads are like and that so it's not bad yeah but don't you think like, that's almost like a good thing because I remember maybe like if you think 10, 20 years ago it was no. so like old school yeah. everyone has to be in suits mm. if this guy yeah. wears this he's a personality and no we don't want that in the dressing room so don't you think it's refreshing to see everyone just be their true self yeah it football? is of course it is yeah everyone's entitled to wear or dress the way they want to mm. dress and it's, it is quite good because you wouldn't be the same 
like now compared to back then. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So like if there was one thing that you had the power to change in football, what would it be? That's a tough question, you know? Because mm. um, it could be a whole range of things. It could be, I don't know, no VAR in yeah, League One. It could yeah. be so many. I'd say probably, uh, I'd say take take VAR away, yeah. I'd say take it away. Oh, you're not a fan of VAR? Nah, I don't like it, no. So what did you think of the um, City and United game when... Yeah, crazy. Should that have been given? No. Offside, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Miles offside, yeah. But if you scored that? Yeah, it's offside. No matter uh, what. Uh, <laughs> it's offside. Offside, blatant offside, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 he's uh, no point in getting into it, but... Rashford, he's, he's interfering with play, isn't he? Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. If he weren't there, the City player would have come across and blocked the shot. So, mm. so at the moment, are there any sort of wide players that you sort of like look at and think, mm, I like the way this guy's game looks in terms of like left wingers? In in the Premier League? Yeah. Um, like Jared Bowen, you know. Like, oh, like yeah, him, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really and he's yeah. had like a similar sort of trajectory yeah. to what you would. I like him. Yeah. yeah. Watched him. Um, I'd say Martinelli as well. I like oh, him. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. good. Really good. Um, every every Premier League's great. Obviously, they're at that level. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're not shit, are they? Yeah. <laughs> they're at that level. But no, probably, yeah, I'd say them two, yeah, as wingers, yeah. Yeah, I just want to go back to the community stuff that we mentioned earlier because I think we should shine a spotlight on it. Maybe you might not want us to, but we're going to do this because we're interviewing you yeah. and we're going to, you know, talk about the good things. So... What things have you done that's gone under the radar in terms of helping communities, probably going back to Croydon, popping up at fans' houses? I saw something that your um, agent actually sent me where you went to a little boy's house and watched the Portsmouth highlights, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, no, um, my agent come round and he was saying he knows this kid from such and such and he lost his dad, his dad passed away or he's dying or such and such. And I said, oh, why don't we go see him and like brighten up his day and stuff. Yeah. So we went round there, signed a few things, and he was just chatting away and like just made his day. Do you know what I mean? Like no kid has, should have to go through that, but just this like the small little details can change people's lives. Is, do you know what I mean? Because he'll go to school and he'll be thinking, or telling all his mates, and it take his mind off other things. So yeah, little things like that like makes makes their day. Yeah, that's impressive. Like giving your time when you don't have to. to yeah, be no, of course, yeah, because. Yeah, it's tough because a lot of a lot of um, kids now they've, they've it's different world, isn't it, to where yeah, we live in now? Yeah, and, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> with the iPads and the phones, and it's crazy, isn't yeah. it? Like it's different lifestyle compared to when we were growing up, obviously. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's on social media, you see things, and uh, you just got to reach out to these kids at some stage and just tell them. So, like, are you involved in any initiatives with, like, the club? Like, I know certain clubs might have, like, a Portsmouth in the community or yeah. something like that. So, are you closely attached to that as yeah, well? Yeah, of course, yeah. We we obviously, Portsmouth, the secretaries and stuff and people at work in the club will send us out and do, do stuff like at Christmas Day Pass. We just went to the hospital and give out presents for the kids that obviously have broke their leg or done something that have to stay in over Christmas. So we'd go around, give them out presents and stuff like that. So just nice little gestures like that. And in terms of any sort of like initiatives back in Croydon, are you doing anything at the moment or no, something not at the that moment. you're looking at? Not at the moment, mm. no. Um, my my family still live in Croydon, some of them. So my sister still lives down there and some of my mates still live down there. So I do get back down at times, but 
I haven't done nothing in the community down there yet, but I probably will look to do something with the kids and that. That's dope. So, like, in terms of, obviously, I know you give back a lot. Is there any plans to maybe do something, I don't know, a Ronan Curtis Foundation? You see a lot of people. Yeah. Or are you sort of someone that's just impromptu? Like, if you feel something, if you feel, oh, you know what, I can touch this person's life, I'll just do it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's probably just like, yeah, like you just said, probably at the time, if, if something comes up, then and that kid's there or whoever it is, I'll reach out to him and have a chat with him, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've got one more question and I'm going to put you on the spot and it's, um, we've got like a new sort of feature on this podcast where we ask our guests to recommend and help us um, get on a guest that you know in football. So after like, you know, having the experience of being on the platform, who comes to mind? It could be a it could be a player, it can be a manager, it can be a coach, whatever. Um I'd probably say like um Declan Rice or something like that, yeah. Mm. Oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you can help facilitate it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, Ronan, it's been a yeah. pleasure. No, thank you. Mm. No, it's been a pleasure having you on. You've been very honest with us. As we said, we wanted to get this done for a while. Yeah, 100%. And obviously right yeah. now, obviously with your future being under the spotlight and I think it's good to like talk and just connect with the Portsmouth fans. And I think you've definitely done that. So yeah, love for that, bro. Thank you for having me. Is there any final thoughts or? No, nothing else going to say. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thank That's you. Cool. We're going to leave it there. That's another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast. See you in the next episode. Like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Over and out. Peace. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.